Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is put an end to my running and I'm so far from my... We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, Gentlemen of Steeler Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Hangover. And thankfully, this is not the last episode of the season. We are guaranteed at least one more. It's the final episode of the regular season. But the Pittsburgh Steelers win on Sunday. They beat the ball, the lowly Cleveland Browns in overtime. We'll talk about that game as they prepare now for the Miami Dolphins in the first round of the AFC playoffs. Again, this show is the Steelers Hangover, where you can call in and be a part of the show. And as always, we're sponsored by Frank Walker Law. We're going to hear more about Frank Walker in a second. But let me introduce my co-host for the evening, Brian Anthony Davis. How's it going, Brian? Fantastic, Jeff. Steelers are in the playoffs. I'm feeling good. It's a new 2017. It's going to be just as good as 16. I sure as heck hope so. It can't be any worse than Mariah Carey's performance on uh, on New Year's Eve. I'm sure you saw it. I'm sure you <laughs> But still, uh, let me first get a plug in here for Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, home to one of the nation's top 100 ranked trial attorneys, and Frank Walker. You can check out all his information at frankwalkerlaw.com. Real talk, real experience, real results. And the Steelers are getting results. Right now they've won seven games in a row, and it was really unique fashion when they won their seventh game this week, or, yeah, Sunday, yesterday. Uh, the Cleveland Browns did their best Cleveland Brown impression, and I really don't think they were trying to throw that game, but, boy, did they ever throw that game. Missed opportunity after missed opportunity, whether it was the interception that looked like it was going back for a touchdown, which Darius Hayward Bay punches out, goes in the end zone, which is a touchback, Pittsburgh gets the ball, they end up going down and scoring a touchdown on that drive. Whether it's the Ryan Chazier red zone interception, whether it's the Isaiah Crowell red zone fumble, it was ugly. Now, my knee-jerk reaction, and I'm going to throw it over to you here in a second, Brian, and get your reaction to this game. My knee-jerk reaction was simple. I feel like I typed in the word meaningless so many times between the end of the Ravens game in Week 16 to game time in Week 17, that maybe somehow, some way, the Steelers felt the same exact way. This game was the epitome of meaningless, but the Steelers gave meaningless a new definition. Those players in the first half, especially, were sleepwalking through everything. I don't know 
why necessarily they kept the starters in as long as they did. Maybe Mike Tomlin wanted to make a point about you have to play, you have to rise up, all that stuff, you know, the uh, Tomlinisms. But to me, and I said this on our Twitter feed during the game, was, look, if the starters aren't going to give you what you want in terms of effort because they're looking ahead to the playoffs, put in those players that are going to give you the effort. The Vince Williams, the Tyler Matikiewicz, the Heck, even the Justin Gilbert, cornerback, who was going against his old team, um, you know, obviously he left with a shoulder injury, but still, it was a weird game from start to finish, in my opinion. Um, what was your knee-jerk reaction, Brian? I thought that game was absolutely crazy. It was not meaningless for a few guys. It wasn't meaningless for a guy like Landry Jones, and it definitely wasn't meaningless for a guy like Kobe Hamilton and definitely Demarcus Ayers. Those guys showed up in a big way, and, uh, you know, that's something you look at as far as receivers go. You feel a whole lot better going in to the postseason with uh, receivers you know you can count on. And a big gift by getting back Darius Hayward Bay. That guy is the epitome of solid veterans. And, you know, he's not going to light up things for that team. But, look, he came out of nowhere, and he did not quit on that interception to Bobby Calhoun and uh, got him right in the nick of time and knocked that out and helped save the game because of something like that. And uh, that guy was playing from uh, minute zero to minute 60. Uh, did not care. He was, he was playing to play. He got back out there and was playing hard. These guys are still playing as a team. I think the meet, where the meaningless comes in, I think they were trying not to go full speed to try not to get hurt. And sometimes that gets you hurt. But uh, besides, uh, you know, Hargrave with, in the uh, possibility of a concussion and, uh, you know, Ricardo Matthews, they got out fairly unscathed. But uh, that, that was just a weird game. But you're not going to see them play lights out without the killer bees. I kept on saying all week on the site, call them the killer threes with Landry Jones, number three, 33 Toussaint. 34, Williams, and 83, Kobe Hamilton. Those are the guys you're going to see. And for the most part, they played with heart. So that's nice to know that you have that in your reserves, Jeff. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans. Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. No, you're right. And I will say, Darius Hayward Bay was a very welcome sight. I think a lot of people, myself included, we get so caught up in, with Sammy Coates. Uh, Sammy Coates is a guy that is very polarizing on the field. He's very frustrating on the field as well. He's been dealing with his finger, the finger issues, and he even said today in the locker room that those, the hand issues are not going to be solved until after the season. But he must have some pretty serious stuff going on with his hand. But regardless, Darius Hayward Bay coming back almost, in my opinion, negates the loss of Sammy Coates. Darius Hayward Bay knows the offense very well. He has just as good a hand, if not better, than Sammy Coates. And he is able to take the top off the defense. And that's what everyone keeps saying about where's this number two receiver, where's this guy that can stretch the field. Well, he just came back. We're number 88, Darius uh, Hayward Bay. So, Great point by you uh, to bring that up. He is, was a bright spot along with some other players, which we're going to get to uh, in the later portion of the show. I want to mention to anyone listening live right now, we want you to call in as soon as possible. Don't wait. Get your call in. Get in the queue and wait. And uh, we want to get the callers as soon as possible today. We want to get your feedback on not only Week 17, but also the upcoming AFC, cha- AFC Championship game, maybe in a couple weeks the AFC wildcard game against the uh, Miami Dolphins at Heinz Field this Sunday. If you didn't know yet, it's going to be a Sunday 105 kick or a 1 o'clock kick, whatever. Very standard procedure for the Steelers, you know, that's not going to change their schedule at all. They're going to be able to go through the the regular notion of things, and uh, they're going to be at home, and that's going to be big for the Steelers. So uh, if you're listening, call in now, 347-850-8581. Again, 347-850-8581. Make your voice heard call in, we'll get you on the air, and if we don't have any callers, we'll wrap it up. It'll be a short show, so if you want to be on the show, get your calls in as soon as possible. As always, we always have a one caller who's always ready, always ready to roll. That's Vito Mankin from New Jersey. How's it going, Vito? Gentlemen, Happy New Year to both of you. I'm sure uh, you feel the same way as I did about yesterday's game. I I was wondering why the offensive line – gave up as many sacks as it did, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe they didn't give that 100% effort most of the game like they usually do. Um, Probably similar to what you said, it's not an important game. It's really meaningless, but even though Tomlin still wanted to win, he wants them to go out there and play hard. Is it worth giving 100% in a game like that? That's really not going to make a difference in your seating. Uh, The game you want to give 100%, of course, is going to be Sunday. Other things I was looking at today that I wanted to point out to you guys and I wanted your intake on, they've been talking about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and what their last six, seven, eight games have looked like, touchdowns to interception ratio. And then I'm looking at Ben, and a lot of the commentators today were saying who's the team that could go out and possibly give New England a run for their money. And um, the two teams they keep pointing to is the Steelers, and the Kansas City Chiefs, but their only but and their only question mark is, what are we going to get from Ben Roethlisberger? 
Is he going to play a good game where then he throws two key interceptions that almost gives the game away? Or is he going to play a game where he plays, you know, where he's on fire and he gets three TDs, four TDs? That's my, my only quibble to you guys about moving forward and what it looks like for us. Because, you know, this is going to be a test, even though, you know, we got a backup quarterback we're facing. We should not take the team lightly regardless because no team is a walk in the park, as you could see yesterday. You know, these guys fought all the way to the end and it went into overtime. So just wanted your take on that because I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Last six games, run the table. He got really hot. I think he's had 15 TDs, no interceptions. I think Tom Brady's probably thrown two or three interceptions for the year. And I always wonder what makes these guys so good and why does Ben have those off off games in December? Usually it's not a great month for him. So uh, let's see what happens this weekend. Well, in, you know, in my opinion, with Roethlisberger, this year especially, and it was very similar in 2014, if you look at his statistics, they were very similar. Um, he did, doesn't need to do it all because he has number 26 standing right back there in the backfield. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is an absolute workhorse. I guarantee that if he would have played Sunday, he would have gotten over 2,000 all-purpose yards again. He did it in 2014. He had 2,200 yards. He finished with uh, just over just north of 1,800 yards. Just a tremendous season for him, and he only played in 12 football games. And Roethlisberger, I think, is slowly realizing how he can make his game better in this offense. It used to be all or nothing. If you think back to even when Todd Haley first started, they were throwing the ball a ton, but they were running the ball a ton. And I think that with Roethlisberger, what you see now is he's able to pick his spots. Now, he still showed in week 16 he's more than capable of slinging it around the yard. But he is more of a, of, of a quarterback that needs to find his own. I've always said this, and Vito, you've heard me talk enough, whether it's on the standard as a standard or on this show. I think that the ultimate goal for the Steelers' offense should be balance. If they can be running the ball and throwing it at will, then that's the perfect spot. That's where Roethlisberger can call any play he wants at the line of scrimmage and uh, can really pick apart a defense. The Miami Dolphins are not that great against the run, even with their impressive defensive front. I think the Steelers are going to come out, and they're going to be looking very balanced. That's my prediction if I had one. But, uh, Brian, what do you think about uh, Ben Roethlisberger's December woes, and will he find some consistency here in the postseason? You know what? I think he will find consistency. I think you hit on the head with Le'Veon Bell being the balancing act for this team. The thing we're the place where Ben gets in trouble is when he's trying to grip and he's trying to put everything on his shoulders and uh, trying to improvise instead of playing the game, even slowing down and playing the game that he knows that he can play that will work. Sometimes Ben tries to get cute. I don't know if it's Ben or I don't know if it's Todd Haley. They sometimes get cute one thing that frustrates me is on third and one going up top all the time and going for a long ball when just extend the drive and keep it going. And uh, instead of trying to surprise everybody all the time, I'd rather them do. And Vito, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. You mentioned Tom Brady. They don't try to get cute on you. They just know, they even telegraph, you know what they're going to do and they still beat you with it. That's the point where I want Ben to get. I think he can get there as long as heads don't get in the way, but Ben's getting to the point where he knows who he is, 
what he can do, and if he just tries not to, and I've said this all year long, if he tries not to overthink, if the coaching staff tries not to overthink, they will be fine. But I think he is close to Aaron Rodgers' land, to Tom Brady land, if he just gets back to basics and continues to do what he knows he can do instead of trying to surprise and outthink a defense. Makes a lot of sense. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think if you look at the game against the Ravens, I think he forced those two interceptions. I think he just, you know, he threw it into tight coverage and he didn't need to do that. And especially with those short, you know, yardage, why not give it to Bell? Why not make him try to get the first down, like you guys said? Um, I think... I think, you know, being balanced is better for him and it's better for the whole team. I think the problem is if we fall behind, I think that's when he feels he has to start throwing the ball more. But what do you guys think about maybe coming out and taking some deep shots to start off the game versus doing it, you know, at other times in the drive? I mean, there was a time where he would open up the drive going deep, if you remember, and he would surprise people because everybody expected them to run or take a short pass, and then he would open it up by going deep. Well, I think that well, you saw them get away from that because they really didn't have a deep threat on their team. I mean, Toby Hamilton's probably their, the closest thing they had to a deep threat. And Antonio Brown can go deep. I mean, he's done it before. The problem is that he always has two defenders rolled to his side, and so that makes it difficult. So you have to rely on someone else on the other side to win their one-on-one matchup, and that was Sammy Coates up until he broke his fingers. And I think that could be Darius Hayward Bay, and Hayward Bay is fast enough that if Ben can just throw it as far as he can, let him get underneath it, it's either going to be a big play or it could be a you know defensive pass interference, which is going to flip the field. Um, you even saw DeMarcus Ayers in that Week 16 game against Baltimore get into the action doing just that. So I think the Steelers offensively, they they do like to, and you said this, Vito, they do like to come out and sometimes they like to surprise folks. <clears throat> and that's the fans, that's the opposition. The only problem you get into with that is that you can get into some really bad down and distances. The Steelers are, are a running team, and I think what really, you know, you, you talked to the Vito about what if they get down. I look back, I think back to that Ravens game. They were down by 10 points, and sometimes in the past, the Steelers have then gone pass happy, and they didn't do it. They still ran the ball with Le'Veon Bell. That, they had that drive that eventually cut the lead to three for the Ravens. It was all brown and it was all brown and bell, but they were still running the football. That gave me some confidence, and they're not going to abandon the run so early. Um, they're a good running football team. Um, Brian, are you taking early shots, or are you going to try to control the clock um, in this upcoming wild card game? You know, I'm doing both, a little bit of both. You know, early in the season and early last season, Ben did that with Darius Hayward Bay. And with his straight-line speed, you're going to be able to get away with that. And they try to do that with Sammy Coates, even though every time he throws the ball to Sammy Coates, it's an adventure. Um, with Darius Hayward Bay, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, he actually has sure hands in somebody else, and that's somebody is Sammy Coates. So I would definitely use him to take the top off of things, but you're absolutely right when uh, – in that Baltimore game, when they got back to their bread and butter, which is Bell and Brown, and then mixing it up with a guy like Kobe, who I absolutely love Kobe. And I'm falling in love with DeMarcus Ayers. In fact, so much that I'm looking at him at number five instead of a Sammy Coates. 
In fact, if you had to leave one off the roster at this point, I would want it to be the Mar- I would want it to be Sammy Coates um, in a hoodie and Demarcus Air out there doing what he can do because I I really like him and I think this is an offense right now, especially a wide receiving core that looks a lot like that wide receiving core with the number five guy with Antonio Brown back in 2010, and they were uh, in the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers. And you saw how big a guy like Antonio Brown came up in the playoffs, um, um, catching a long ball late in that playoff game against the Ravens. You know, a guy like Ayers, a guy like uh, uh, Darius Hayward Bay, these guys could really win a game for you. So it's nice to have them in the fold and getting them action, guys. Yeah, I agree with that. Don't forget Eli Rogers. Maybe. <clears throat> yeah, he's been working the middle really, really, really well. I mean, he, he's turning into a really good target. Um, going to be fun to watch, Vito, as always. Thank you for the phone call. We appreciate Gentlemen, it. Have a great evening. You too. Happy New Year to you and yours. So i, I got to be honest. I mean, you look at this matchup, I, I mean, the one thing that no one's really talking about is the Steelers' defense, which gave up over 200 yards to Jay Ajahi down in Miami in that week six game where the Steelers lost 30-15. to 15. Um, To me, I think that's a storyline. I think Pittsburgh's going to be able to put up points as long as everyone's healthy. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that <clears throat> the Steelers are going to be more than capable of putting up points. But it's going to be on the defense to stop the Miami running attack and force the game into Matt Moore's hands. If they can do that, I really like their chances of advancing to the divisional round and playing the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead in the following Sunday. Um, how confident are you now? I will say, I don't know if you saw the report today on the website. Stefan Tua did tell reporters today that he is playing on playing. Now, that, you know, players are going to say that. Uh, but at the same time, that might not be reality. It depends on what the doctors say and what Mike Tomlin thinks and all that stuff. Um, are you confident in the Steelers' defense to be able to go out there and, and really stop the run and force the game into a backup quarterback's hands? Yeah, I actually uh, feel pretty confident about that. I really think that Stephon Tuitt is going to play, and I think this is a game that sticks in their craw, the fact that this is the game that started all of their problems last year. I mean, excuse me, I want to say last year, this season. Um, this is the game that started all of their problems, and they're still pretty angry about it. The offensive line is still angry at Ndamukong Su, and uh, they want to knock his block off. And uh, they're not going to let him get away with the, the type of things that he uh, tried to get away with last time at Miami. They were uh, – this is a completely different team, Jeff. And uh, even without Cam Hayward, even without a Stephon Tuitt, um, which I really think Stefan is going to play. Uh, in fact, there's not very much doubt in my mind. I'm actually more concerned about the ankle of Ricardo Matthews. He's an unsung hero on that defensive line, and I'd like to see him get an opportunity to play. But uh, you had some guys come up big in big ways yesterday, and how about that tackle where uh, Big Dan McCullers almost just completely destroyed uh, I believe it was RG3, if I'm not mistaken, uh, coming through there. Uh, he just looked like a mountain of a man coming down on him. This team is united. This defensive line is united. And uh, I was putting together a piece with uh, the best uh, the best coaches, talking about the best uh, assistant coach on the team. And, you know, when we talk about that, we're always talking about Mike Munchak, 
But I went in another direction, and I went with John Mitchell and what he has done with this, with a defensive line with very little depth to begin with, and uh, really uh, when they were struggling early on in the year and how they uh, how they attacked the run late in the year. You know, I think this is a revitalized defense, and uh, it shows in on the stat line. So I feel pretty confident with this defense. But like I said, it has stuck in their craw. That loss, they're still upset about it, and they want to avenge it. And I think uh, you're going to see a much different approach this time around. I hope you're right. I really hope you are. Um, that performance Sunday was less than inspiring, but nonetheless, we hope as fans that they were just kind of overlooking that game and not really playing as hard as they should have. Because there were a lot of starters out there on the defensive side of the ball and that weren't getting the job done. We have another caller. Uh, before we take this caller, if you are listening live and you want to call in, please do so, 347-850-8581. Again, 347-850-8581. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Let's get um, hey guys. 347605. What's up, Bill? Go ahead. What's up? What's up? Ken from uh, New Jersey. How are you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? Hey. Doing well. Doing well. Um, it's always good to to call after another win, um, no matter how we get it. Um, I was just watching this game yesterday, and... I was just like, come on, really? Like, my whole thing was like, really? Are we really about to do this? You know, and then to go into overtime and everything. Um, I I think that, um, obviously, the team came out just flat. And um, it needed a jump start on offense. The defense was out there very long. 
And, I, you know, one of the differences, and this is one of my questions that I have with Landry. I don't question him making the throws, but you got you to gotta, you gotta throw hot. When you see these guys coming, they're doing the same thing every third down. You got you to gotta check out of it and throw hot. And he just, I don't know if he doesn't have the confidence or if they don't give him the, um, you know, the leeway to just kind of change the play at the line as much as they would with Ben. But, I mean, you've been in the system for four years. you you gotta, you got to have that. If he throws hot or, you know, just kind of sidesteps or something, then we're, we might be talking about a different, um, a different scenario with the way the game unfolded. The, all of a sudden, the defense is not out there that long and you're playing some keep away. You know, you can actually grind out some drives and change field position. So I think that was a bigger component of the first half rather than the defense just playing uninspired. Um, obviously, there might have been a couple, you know, a couple guys who weren't playing up to par, but, you know, they, they were probably tired. It was a very emotional game last week, and they were probably tired, just three and out, three and out, three and out, back to back like that. Um so that was that kind of concerned me. It kind of reminded me of the game, the opening game of 2014. You know, everyone wants to talk about this game yesterday, but uh, we opened against the Browns, went up like 24 to nothing, and then they came back and they almost lost that game with starters with with the with the killer bees. So um, every now and then they they're capable of you know um, the Browns are capable of just giving the Steelers their best shot, and uh, I'm glad that they got the win. So um, looking forward to this week though. And, you know, just to be in the playoffs, um, I'm not too worried about the game. I think it will be competitive, but I, I like the fact that, you know, the Steelers had some, some guys that arrested, and it's a revenge game for us in our, you know, hopefully it's below freezing or close to it rather than see uh, the law dog out there throwing up his guts in Miami in the, with the black jerseys. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, really excited about that. But it's good that they did get the win, and they, they don't have that taste of, of losing again. They, they just have the taste of winning in the locker room. It was important to the guys, so I thought that was really good. Yeah, to, to answer your question about Landry Jones, I was kind of wondering the same thing. I run the uh, Behind the Steel Curtain Twitter feed um, all the time, and even during games, and I was just saying, man, he is not leading these blitzes at all, and maybe he's calling out protections and they're not listening or they're not getting the job done. I mean, D.J. Finney wasn't center, but D.J. Finney is capable. You know, he's proven that time and time again. And after the game, it was Landry Jones who was called to the podium to talk to the media. And he was, he said something that really kind of just washed right over my head until you just mentioned it. He said, you know, at halftime we came in and, you know, Coach Munchak was able to draw up their blitzes and what they were doing. I kind of stuck with you. I was like, wait a second. You're telling me that this guy – had to go into halftime and have the offensive line coach diagram what they're doing on their blitzes when I, the layman watching at home, could tell you exactly what they're doing. And then in the second half, they came out here more prepared, and obviously you saw what happened. But that was very telling to me, that Landry Jones, if he saw it, he didn't know how to beat it, and it took a halftime adjustment for him to get the job done. I don't like to be that knee-jerk guy, and I know he doesn't have that same amount of experience that Roethlisberger does in the offense and with repetition and stuff. But ultimately, Landry Jones' performance, and they kept saying it over and over again, Rich Gannon and, and company on the um, on the announcing side of things, <clears throat> well, this could be a lot of money for, for Landry Jones. In my opinion, A, Landry Jones, there's enough tape on him out there anyways. 
that if someone's really interested in Landry Jones, you just have to watch the tape. I mean, the guy's played more snaps in the preseason, I think, in the history of the NFL. But still, um, I just think that Landry Jones is not capable of reading the defense on the fly like Roethlisberger is. You didn't see him at the line changing protections. You didn't see him audibling out of plays. There was basically whatever was dialed up, he was going to run. I mean, there were times where the Browns had, I want to say, eight to nine players in the box, and they were still running the ball with D'Angelo Williams, and he's getting clobbered. He has nowhere to go. So that was telling for me. Uh, Brian, I know that you're, I think you're more of a Landry Jones fan, if I recall. Um, what are your thoughts on his performance overall, both first and second half Sunday? Correction, my factor fiction uh, broadcast partner, Zach Parnes, uh, equated Landry to Aaron Rodgers um, in July, and uh, I almost <laughs> fired him on the spot. But with that being said, look, the next big money contract that Landry Jones is going to get is probably going to be from adult cinema with that mustache because that's the only payday he's going to get at this point. He was absolutely – I I was watching the game. My family was not paying attention to the game um, for most of it, and uh, I was just up in arms in the first half on how awful he was. And I did not watch the, the postgame with Landry, and what you just said to me right now has me so upset and so incensed for a guy that has been around this long. Gosh, he was a rookie in 2013. This is the end of his fourth season. A.J. McCarron came in for uh, for uh, the Red Rifle. Uh, gosh, I can't remember anybody's name anymore. Andy Dalton. Um, yeah, Andy Dalton. Andrew Dalton. And uh, in, in Cincinnati, and he was a rookie and came in and played so much better and knew the offense and was able to uh, be halfway effective against the, Pitt, against the Pittsburgh team. This guy knew that he was playing all week long. There was no doubt that he was going to play. He did not seem prepared for this team, and it was just absolutely – I did not know why Zach Mettenberger was not getting a chance in that game. I just did not understand. If something happens – to Ben Roethlisberger. This is the man that you are putting the ball into the hand. This is the man you're putting the hopes and dreams, our hopes and dreams, the team, Steeler Nation, everybody. You're putting your hopes in this man's hand. And as nice as a guy he is, I don't think there's many nicer players. You're root for this kid, but he is just not an NFL quarterback to me. And they're trying to force it on us. They're trying to say that, no, this wasn't a bad pick. This guy's good. No. He's not. And if it wasn't for the bad luck of Bruce Bradkowski, he would still be holding a clipboard. That's the bottom line to the whole thing. But when you had to bring him in in crunch time, in a playoff game, as a three-year vet last year, he could not do it. He could not do it at all. He gave the game away with an interception to perfect, and by the grace God, they somehow came back and won that game, but they had to bring a guy with a bum shoulder back that could hardly throw a ball because that was a better option because this guy couldn't play. And I know I'm not a general manager, and I know I'm not in the game. I'm a layman like, like you fellows. But here's the thing. I can see it. This guy just does not have what it takes. And if there's even a series where he goes down, you've got a huge problem. And you know why they lost that Miami game? 
in, uh, in October, they lost that game because when Ben went down, this guy couldn't hold down the fort. He couldn't do anything. He came in and just – he did the same thing that uh, Lawrence Timmons did in the end zone. You just didn't see evidence of it on the field. He just completely blew it, guys. Yeah, and so, I, Ken, I think sorry to turn it's, the, it's definitely sorry oh, that. I was going to say sorry to turn that into a Landry Jones hate fest, but go ahead. And everybody else <laughs> you talk about. No, well, just sorry <laughs> taps it off. Like, it's, it's buyer beware, definitely. Think about it. This is his ceiling. You got four years in a system with the most stable franchise in the NFL behind a Hall of Fame quarterback, getting tutelage from a Hall of Fame quarterback. It ain't going to get much better than this. It's, it's nowhere else to go but down for him. And I think, you know, the Steelers keep him around throughout the contract. I, I, I can almost guarantee they are not going to give him another contract. But you have someone who can complete the passes, who knows the playbook, because you have a Le'Veon Bell, because you have an Antonio Brown and you have an, op- an opportunistic defense. So because of that, if he just if he doesn't just f it up, then I think that's that's what they're banking on, just for like a game or just a couple series. But I don't think they bring. It's not getting any more better than this. And if someone else pays him, that's you know that they they have that to blame. Um, but I'll, yeah, outside of that, I'm glad they got the win. I wanted to ask you guys for next week. Obviously, we got to worry about Jay Ajayi and the running game. They have a great offensive line. Um, how do you see this game unfolding? Do you, do you see it as kind of being close? Because I was watching, you know, watching the Patriots yesterday, and, you know, the, the Dolphins still had something to play for. They didn't know that they were absolutely going to be the sixth seed yet, and the Patriots just waxed them off the field. So I, I'm looking at this like even if the Steelers don't do that, but I, I see this being a 10 or more um, point differential minimum. That it, That's what it should be. Like, the Steelers should go in, take care of business um, in, at, at Heinz Field, come out excited, and punch them in the mouth. They have every reason to. I don't want this to be a nail-biter, but how do you guys see it unfold? And I, I'm going to put it on me. Thank you, guys. All right, no problem. Thanks for calling. You know, the, the funny thing is it's, it's so tough to say with Pittsburgh, I mean, it depends on their, their approach, and it depends on how they decide to attack. But the one thing I always lean on, and this article is going to be published tomorrow morning on the website. I just finished writing it before the show started. And that is that the Vegas line right now has the Steelers as 10-point favorites at home in this uh, wild card game. Now, I'm sorry. Vegas knows well, – let me just put it this Vegas is rarely wrong. And I know Las Vegas, you, you look at that and you're like, man, they're giving them 10 points. This is a playoff game. This is a, a, a 11-5 versus a 10-16. and 16. This is not the situation where, you know, you had an 8-18 and 18 barely sneak into the playoffs or whatnot. These are two very capable teams, and I was stunned by that spread. But Vegas is rarely wrong. I think that the Steelers could and should take control of this game early, they dictate what happens in terms of meaning they have to throw the ball with Matt Moore. That's not their forte. They don't have the dynamic receivers that are going to be able capable of beating the Steelers, nor do they have the dynamic quarterback to do so, which is something that, you know, Tom Brady can obviously put that in his cap because he's done it so many times. I think the Steelers should win this game, 
I think that they can get, you know, a couple turnovers, uh, but they have to stop the run. That is the ultimate key for me. They have to stop the run. Brian, what do you think? How do you think it's going to play out? There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to present. Presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hey, sports fans. Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. You know, and I, uh, I'm not too worried about this game. And, you know, I uh, try not to be a homer. I just like the way that this game has set up just in the same way. And I'm not looking ahead, but I'm looking ahead. And the only reason I'm saying it's just the way I don't like the way that if they end up going to Kansas City, and that's the hope, I don't like the way that sets up because it's, it's the same narrative that we are enjoying here with uh, Kansas City being at home against a team that waxed them early on in the year, and that's a completely different team too. So I think just for the fact that this team is, uh, is going to be hungry, they're going to be ready to win, and I think Tannehill is a lot better quarterback than what Matt Moore is, and uh, he came alive in that game. He had a lot to prove. Before that game, the whole team had a lot to prove. It was just the perfect storm against Pittsburgh last time, but everything is different this time around. And so I think that if they just do not get behind, they punch them in the mouth early, then they can control Ajayi at that point. And uh, guys like Jarvis Landry aren't going to kill them at that point um, as long as they can get out front early. Yeah, and, and to what Ken was talking about against the Patriots, I mean, the Dolphins did put up a fight. They did come back. It wasn't ever really as close, I guess, as some may think. But at the same time, they did put up a, a fight. They did they did play a decent game, um, but it just was too little too late. And the Patriots, well, they're a pretty darn good football team as well. But nonetheless, the Steelers, I, I, at home, um, they're a different team, plain and simple. I mean, when you see them at Heinz Field, they are more dynamic. They are uh, they're more explosive. Uh, it's. It, I, I would love to. I need to look up the averages of of their how much the the difference point totals or how much they score in um, on the road compared to at home at Heinz Field. I'm sure it's significant, but you know it's going to be interesting. The playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. Um, we'll see. It's going to be fun. Let's get another caller on the air here. 
There we go. Six four six five eight five zero one six five. We're on with Jeff and Brian. Go ahead. Jeff and Brian, what's up? This is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Bryce? How's it going? <clears throat> going well, going well. That was an entertaining game yesterday to watch. Um, you know, it's, it's setting up really, it's setting up really interesting for Pittsburgh. I think this is a game. One, it's a gut check game because of the way the Dolphins play. But two, I think it's a gut check game because this game's gonna be won and lost in the lines. I think our offensive line. You know, Finney isn't at center, but overall, I like what, I like the Castro's mindset after the game. Could have done a lot, a lot better. Um, not not our best game. Over the past two weeks, we've given up rushing yards in the defensive line. I think injuries, even as a whole, Pittsburgh's going to be affected a little bit differently this year because the depth is good, but not as good as I think it may be next year. So with Tuitt coming back after being out for a while, he needs to get back. Hopefully we get Matthews back. We're going to need the bodies because they're going to run at us. They're going to continue to try to do what they did in the first game to test it, run the stretch play, run the inside zone. And that's where the game is going to be won and lost. And maybe I expect Keith Butler to run a little bit of a 4-4-5-2 defense, come out really make them throw the ball. Because I think now you put the onus on the fact that we've got corners that can, that can run with some people. But it's going to be a gut check game. I think the Steelers will be up for it. Yeah, you, I, every time I look at this, think about this game and, uh, you know, been doing it now for almost two weeks because really the game yesterday was meaningless, I keep on thinking the same thing. They just have to stop the run. I, I really do believe that. If they can stop the run, make Miami one-dimensional, I don't think that Miami's defense is going to be able to stop Pittsburgh's offense, meaning just, they might be able to shut down Antonio Brown, but they're not going to slow down Le'Veon Bell and if Ladarius Green can play, that's another wrinkle that was not there in week six, not to mention that Ben Roethlisberger couldn't even take a snap under center because it was in the second quarter when he hurt his knee, not to mention when the Dominican Sue leg-whipped him at the end of the game and the NFL did nothing about it. But if they can stop the run and force Matt Moore to make throws, and he's very capable. I would say he's probably one of the more capable backup quarterbacks in the National Football League. But I don't think he's going to be able to do it for an extended period of time, meaning if the Steelers can get an early lead, and that would be huge. Uh, Brian, what do you think about that? That's exactly what needs to happen. They need to come out early. Like I said, sock them in the mouth early and uh, make him make throws. You know, yeah, I would take him as a backup quarterback any day, and uh, that's the kind of guy that – I think would be very valuable to have. But this is a different stage. This is the playoffs now. Um, you have an entire team back. I think you take a game like the Cleveland game and the way they performed on defense and you throw it away. And you don't even, you don't even really worry about that too much. And especially the fact that you had a very capable quarterback um, in RG3 doing some very different things that you have not been seeing a whole lot of lately. So um, there was a little bit of confusion there. You're not going to see this. You know exactly what you're going to get when you have Matt Moore and this team. Yes, they are going to try to pound it with a run, but there's there's a way to stop it. Make them throw because their most valuable receiver is Jarvis Landry, and he's the king of the shortstop. Um, and that's where he makes his bread bread and butter. So I'm not absolutely too concerned about this, but you have to be cautious. You have, but uh, 
you know what you have, you have the game plan, and they the revenge game is a big factor for me too. I think just play your game, write it up the way you know that you could win the game if you play that way and stick to it. You know, Bryce, another thing, and, and, and he did, and uh, Brian kind of mentioned this or alluded to it, was, in my opinion, it's the, it's the tackling. If the Steelers tackle well, their defense is really, really tough. But as you've seen the past couple weeks, when they're missing tackles, they get, they're giving up a lot of third downs, they're not getting off the field when they normally would be, and they get tired really quick. So that's another big factor for me, especially with Ajayi. He does so much damage after first contact. So that's something else to look for. But uh, that's just me. What do you think? You're 100% right. Um, Pittsburgh has to tackle well, which means they've got to swarm to the football. you got to play. One of the things about swarming to the football, it can't just be, okay, the run action goes you just go get there. You've got to be disciplined with your eyes. Read your keys, then get to the ball and wrap up. Run through. Don't stop on contact. Run through, move your feet, and get guys on the ground. Because what's going to happen is you're going to see, because if Tannehill plays, even with, with more bootlegs, boot passes, if you're not disciplined, they'll get you on the play action. And one thing we've seen the past couple of weeks Keith Butler is going to have to decide to continue to be more aggressive in man coverage. We can't let these people run and then play pass for eight yards, play pass for seven yards, manageable third downs, manageable second downs, and just possess the football. The Miami Dolphins, fifth in the league in time of possession. You've got to get them off the field on third down. You've got to get our offense more possession so we can give the ball to Lev Bell and we can control the tempo. If we're just going to, but you've got to be able to stop the run and tackle people and get them off the field. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. There's so many intricacies that come out in the play, playoffs because you leave nothing behind, and that's going to be the MO for both teams as they enter this um, this wild card game. And I know one thing, like I said earlier in the show, the Steelers are a different team at home. They play extremely well at Heinz Field. The fans are going to be vocal. They're going to be crazy. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. And, um Everyone's talking. I will say this: everyone's talking about after this game. Well, you got to win this game first. Uh, stranger things have happened. So I think for Pittsburgh, I like where they sit right now. Um, hopefully, they get Green back. Uh, hopefully, Coates is semi-healthy. But I really hope that Stephon too is able to play. He could be a really important piece to puzzle for this team, not just this week, but if they win moving forward. So, uh, anything else, Bryce? We let you go. Yes, all things I just said are null and void. If number seven shows up and plays like number seven, then you can forget about it because they can run the ball all they want to. When he gets his possessions, he's going to make you pay if he's on. If he's in rhythm and on fire, all things null and void, best player on the field, and he'll get you out of there, and they'll, and they'll ring up the scoreboard. That's a very good point, and I, I really hope that happens because when Roethlisberger is the Roethlisberger that we've all got accustomed to seeing, uh, when he's on, it's fun to watch. And so I really hope that happens. But uh, you know what, Bryce? I hope you're right. I'm sure we'll be talking uh, next week, hopefully after a win. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right, see ya. All right, Brian, uh, real quick, um, we don't have any other callers on the queue, in the queue left right now. So um, let's go ahead and talk some game balls here. Uh, You can give a game ball, too. You can do one offense, one defense. You want to give multiple ones, doesn't matter. Um, And then we'll see if we get any more callers. If people want to call in, they can, 347-838-9400. 
347-850-8581. Again, 347-850-8581. Have about 15 minutes left on the show. So if you're going to call, call now. But go ahead, Brian. What are your game balls? DeMarcus Ayers is my game ball on offense. NFL touchdown. He played hard the entire time. This guy is trying to earn a hat on this team. It's uh, where have you been all my life, DeMarcus Ayers. So glad he's here. He reminds me of a a spark plug, and I mentioned this earlier in the show from 2010. Um, He reminds me of a dynamic player like an Antonio Brown in his rookie season. He's not going to do everything and go crazy as a rookie, but he's going to do things at the right time, and he's showing that you can count on him. So he's getting my game ball. I really like his style of play, and I like the fact that – that he had a few catches that he just was hustling on. On the defensive side of the ball, this is a guy that it seems like been giving game balls to a lot lately, Um, but Sean Davis. I mean, you cannot ignore the fact uh, that he had his first NFL sack. He had a fumble recovery. He was all around the place. I want to give it to him, but I want to give it to somebody else also. I want to give it to Mike Mitchell. The way that guy played yesterday and the way he has been playing since we were so down on him at the uh, end of the losing streak and the way that he has come back and the way he has started to play, he's becoming a leader on that defense. And it was almost a shame um, how they almost lost the game on the face mask, uh, on the double face mask, that uh, he was completely shocked when he got got called, and I was so thankful that we had the audio on it to hear him um, pleading. And I went back, I went back because I wanted to have the exact quote for an article, and I went back and played it um, again today. And it was funny. He was like, please, sir, please look at it again, sir. Uh, What, it's on me? No, he grabbed mine first. And it was just, I mean, so much passion, and this is the way this guy is playing football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's playing with a a lot of passion, and I've noticed that a lot of people think he's a dirty player. I called him a dirty player, too. Back and watched a lot of his hits. They're right in the middle of the chest. They're right where they're supposed to be, and I'm on the bandwagon for Mike Mitchell at this point, and I'm really rooting for this guy, too. So I'm I'm giving giving out two on defense. Jeff. You know what? <clears throat> I'm, I was going to go with a couple players that, to be honest with you, after that game yesterday, um, I'm not giving out a game ball. You know, it, it's like it's like Mike Tomlin said. You know, you're not going to start giving them out like like uh, breath mints. <laughs> there was just so much bad to go with anything that was good. You, know, you look at Landry Jones, and I had him in the winners column of my winners and losers article, but he easily could have been in a, on the loser side. Um, the rush defense was bad. They gave up 230 yards rushing. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna abstain from game balls this week. Uh, I hope fans out there aren't too disappointed. I just think that the Steelers really were not even remotely involved in that game from a mental and emotional standpoint until the fourth quarter. So for me, I'm just gonna hold off. I was gonna say Demarcus Ayers. I think that's a good pick. And I was gonna say Sean Davis again. So you have. Two of the guys that I was going to give game balls to anyways, but still want to make a point there. Now, let's go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, But before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Frank Walker. Smart or stupid? 
those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. All right, so that is Frank Walker, who sponsors all of our podcasts on the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com platform. Frank Walker, law of the top criminal defense from the call in Western Pennsylvania and Northern West Virginia, home to one of the nation's top 100 bank trial attorneys. And Frank Walker, get more information at frankwalkerlaw.com. All right, Brian, final call time. The bartender's making the announcement. Now's your chance to talk to Steeler Nation out there. Go ahead. I'm going to be short and sweet. Write up the game plan the way that you know how to write up the game plan. This is not a blockbuster team. It's a very good team, a very good capable team, but a team that also went to overtime with the Buffalo Bills in a must-win in week 16 on Christmas Eve. A team that uh, let the Jets hang around way too long week 15. Not really the team that uh, is going to be a world beater. If you are who you say you are, you are who you think you are, if you're champions, and want to go to Super Bowl 51, you can win this game, and you play the game the way that you know how to win the game at home, and there should be no problem, and prove Vegas right, prove Steeler Nation right, and prove that that Cleveland game was nothing but a game that you just had to play because the schedule said you had to. Absolutely. Um, My final call is going to be a little bit more simplistic. Fans, enjoy the playoffs. You know, you look around right now, you look at the AFC North, the AFC North, one team made it. Uh, it's turned out to be a very mediocre division, and the Steelers were rightfully the champions at 11-5. and five, But only 12 teams are looking forward to at least one more game. And there's 20 teams that are now preparing for the NFL draft. And be thankful that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not one of them. Be thankful that... You don't have to worry about a coaching carousel. You don't have to be worried about a GM being fired. Be thankful that you follow the black and gold because, trust me, it could be worse. Just look around the National Football League. So, with that said, we thank you for listening. For those that called in, we thank you for taking some time to be a part of our show. Brian, as always, thank you for your time. Uh, Make sure you check out Brian tomorrow night on Fact or Fiction, I believe, There will be a primer on the website for that time. Uh, But make sure you check out all of our podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to iTunes, type in The Standard is the Standard. You'll get our feed, subscribe, rate it, give us some reviews, all that good stuff. Make sure you get all of the best podcasts for the Pittsburgh Steelers fan out there on the Internet. I'm Jeff Harden, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With me, as always, Brian Anthony Davis. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, 
maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>